stuff. Doing that Google dorking, man. A, yeah. a what? A Google. Google dorking? No, it's a Google. Google dorking. dorking. It's Google dorking. It's kind of. It's it's a sort of it's a type of hack, I guess. Is is how you best describe it. Hello, everybody, and yes, welcome to the American Soccer Analysis Show. I'm your host, Ian. With me today, as always, we've got Kieran Kingmaker Doyle and Harrison Happy Hour Crow. Uh, hello, folks. Welcome to the podcast uh, again. Uh, we're almost we're almost done with this podcast for the year. We're running out of Major League Soccer. We're so close to the end. We're so close to the end. Um, I if I sound a little bit rugged today it's because i have a fighting off a little bit of the first cold of the season you know how it goes here uh the seasons are changing um not because you're actually rugged well no i don't have this this typically deep rugged voice but you know maybe i could maybe i could i sound a bit like uh like like a smoker um yeah, well, we're, it was kind of a weird uh, week. We're kind of coming off, you know, we, we had two weeks we took off, and this last one was sort of um, the international breaks. There wasn't a lot of American soccer going on. We did we did play Germany, and Greg Berhalter did not beat Germany. He did not best Germany in international soccer. Folks, how does he still have a job? I Like, honestly, he should have been fired, you know, 20 plus years ago when he got that goal stolen from him that, you know, is going to be replayed over and over and over again. Like they won some type of uh, American league division series on game five and haven't done anything since. Uh, yeah. I don't that, that. That was a random Seattle Mariners reference, yeah, okay. like <laughs> slid into the U S into U S men's national team. Soccer. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, we went so far afield there, Harrison, but uh, welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, <laughs> look, look. I, I saw a real tweet saying that uh, BJ Callahan would not have been tactically outsmarted by Julian Nagelsmann. Yeah. And okay. I was like, all right, time to move on with my day. Time to move on with your day. I, I like I like how you rationally like it's time to move on. Like I can't st- sit here and dwell on this. I would like I would become uh, like consumed with this. I've been trying to like whittle down my like my my social media uh, to where it's as limited as possible. Sometimes it's like only you guys during the week, <laughs> and yeah. I'm like in Slack or messaging you guys. And aside from that, like I see it's just some takes on Twitter anymore that are just mind numbing. Uh, takes i yeah bj callahan wasn't bad but like trying to compare him to someone that's as accomplished uh as nagelsman uh, like that's just it's absurd and that would that would distract me for day for like hours yeah i i think the death of twitter is probably a good thing and i hope it for I sure hope, i hope it continues I've, I've definitely stopped being on it so much and it's done wonders for my mental health so um <laughs> i would recommend it yeah uh, yeah but but yeah so of course the united states were not able to beat germany uh who are a much better soccer team than the united states and um you know people were very mad about that but uh that was about it other than that we had uh not a lot of major league soccer going major league soccer goings on we had some more playoffs clinched do we have any uh playoff odds updates or anything crazy like that going on we have lots um so first off i have to apologize because 
run it down we, for us, we, Kieran. We, we were talking about um, playoff odds the last time we did this, and I specifically brought up, oh, look how flat they are. Uh, because I was looking at a set of odds that were generated to determine whether Messi could climb his way back in and were not uh, actual playoff odds. So the real playoff odds, for those who are so inclined, Cincinnati are favorites at 32%. Uh, LAFC are second at 18%. Uh, Columbus, Orlando, third and fourth at uh, 11 and 12%. And then it drops off very rapidly. Philadelphia six, Seattle five, and then nobody else really worth speaking about. Uh, perhaps more interestingly is the uh, final playoff odds uh, heading into decision day. There's a lot of like quite close to 50-50 turnovers here. Mm-hmm. Um, and FC Dallas definitely bottled it by drawing Colorado at home midweek. That is a two liter bottle right there, as they say. Oh yeah, it's a forty. It's a forty. <laughs> it's, it's a, a forty. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I I kind of don't want to talk about the odds too much because I think we already talked about that mostly last week. I just wanted to get my apology off my chest about saying incorrect odds. So was everything we said two weeks ago just complete nonsense? No. I well, who said one of you said Columbus is going to be good? They're third in the odds now, which is quite cool. I think mm-hmm. I picked Orlando, who are fourth. Yep. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. It's also it's interesting. Not, we we yeah. also talked about a two team buy, but it's not. There's a no team buy. Uh, it's a no team buy. Absolutely. There's just a, no, no no buy buy from the first round. Oh. Um, because there's just the play in game. It's I for some right. reason I thought the play there was a playing game and then there was a buy, but there's no buy. Straight in. I I I don't think that there's. So I've gone back and forth with this, and I'd love to talk this with you. I don't feel like there's one team that's just dominant like there is in years past. Like Cincinnati's a good team and I don't want to like catch heat for that, but like they're a good team but not a great team. Like they're, they're... clearly better than a lot of teams, you know, in the in the East that's very dominant, but there's not like one thing that stands apart. Like their defense isn't just impenetrable. They're not going to hang three on you and shut you out at the same time like some of the teams in the years past would. Their playoff odds are in line with some of the previous like mega teams. Like I think last year the Union and LAFC were both like 25-ish percent, like 25 and 20. So 32 is actually quite high for a, a champion probability. My guess is a lot of that is baked into the fact that they're gonna play some trash in the first round. And, and so see, that's I, yeah, and that, I think that has more to do with the playoff format than it and the change from recent years. Very flawed and, teams, I understand. Yeah, and that they, because they're the one seed, they will probably avoid a good team with their, like th- right now, they'll play the winner of like the Revs in Atlanta if they beat the winner of NYCFC and Montreal. Like none of those four teams are excellent. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what how it all. We'll out. see what goes. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not your fault. They keep changing how the playoffs work every six months. <laughs> no, but I think that because they do change the playoffs, like it does change how the odds look. So comparing odds year over year, and That's say true. you know true. Cincinnati has the strongest, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're you know the what? best you know... version of a lot of teams you know uh, what, comparatively. Though? In theory, 
when we're talking like, about Harrison, they well, be yeah. Nessie. <laughs> Purely technically, having the buy before when it was like whatever uh, six six teams would make the playoffs or whatever it was, the two teams would have the buy and then you'd have four. Like in theory, that should have been much more amenable to high, um, like higher playoff champion odds than having even though like. Okay, let's say they're eighty-five percent win probability against uh, whoever they face in the first round. That's still like fifteen percent of your your champion probability that's getting lopped off. So I don't know. I'm I'm. It's also odd. That's fair. Their XGD is just not that high. That uh, I don't I don't really know what the deal is. We have um. It's not even their XGD. It's their G plus as well, right? Well, what's what's interesting is. Maddie has a a, a, G, a player G plus term baked into the playoff projections. I think, um, like based on the the individual G plus of the play of your first fourteen players, um, and so I wonder just because since these first fourteen players are good and they have a shallow roster, um, or not, it's not that shallow, but their best fourteen are quite good if that's where some of that's coming into it or because they're healthy. I don't know. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because that the their top four players, you know, like is includes like Santiago uh uh Aries. So I mean uh I don't know. I, I I feel like that's not that he's a bad player by any means, just like he's not necessarily like who I would consider to be their top four players, right? So. I think Lucho like is well. We'll talk about Lucho later when we talk about awards. Yeah, and and let's talk about awards and such, folks. Let's. <laughs> it's the end of the season, and you know what I love more than anything is MLS end of season awards discourse. Um, it's fantastic. You get to uh, just really argue with people online about it, and. Uh, this year, we're going to start, we're going to lay down some stuff. So first of all, the American Soccer Analysis Show will not be giving any awards to Lionel Messi. Say that right now, folks. Correct. Harrison, is that true? Did you give an award to Lionel Messi? Okay. No. Okay. <laughs> oh, I did not. Look, that look was very, very irritating to me, Harrison. Um <laughs> Really thought you were going to drop a, well, we're not awarding Lionel Messi anything. So if you're just listening to this because of Lionel Messi playing for Inter Miami, if that's the only reason you've come to this show, sorry, we're going to disappoint you. Do you, do you think there's anyone who found no. this show yes. be because our episode about Messi and they were like, oh, wow, an analytics episode about Messi. <laughs> and then yes. it's just, just dunking on him for an hour. No, I don't. All six of his, those listeners. His, his his public shopping list with Captain Crunch. Yeah, well, that's Dude, all we did. We we did a serious choices. Um, I still can't get over that. We're not doing like traditional awards. Am I am I right to say that we're not yeah, doing like your, your MVPs, your best newcomer of the year? Not Lionel Messi, by the way. Giacomakis, in case we're wondering. Um. We're going to do best teams. We're going to do best 11s. And I did not make one because I did not want to. But uh, Kieran Harrison did. And they are going to uh, go player by player and convince me that their 
Major League Soccer best 11 is the superior Major League Soccer best 11 and would best the other Major League Soccer best 11 in fair competition, unless they're like the same team, which they might be. Then there's a whole quantum physics thing to work out. And we're not going to do that today. Bonus episode for patrons only. The quantum physics episode. Oh, no, we're not getting. We're not. Oh my God, no! There's, there's negative. A, there World is, two, folks. World two. There is a a, a physics Slack channel in ASA Slack that's like. I didn't even know that. Chuk <laughs> came in asking for someone to explain the double slit experiment, and uh, I, I did oh my, my under, God. I did my undergrad in physics, so I took a crack at it, and it turned into like a hundred and eighty reply thread that became its own channel. Brilliant. That's who, you're, that's who you're listening to, folks. All right, let's get into it. Best 11 goalkeepers, number one. Kieran. Uh, I went with Roman Berkey. Um, I mean, yeah, it's Roman Berkey. Uh, to, to, me, to me, I just don't think anyone else really has a credible case. He's top by XG prevented. He's the best team in the conference by results, even though we can squint and whatever, talk about St. Louis lies. Um. I also don't think St. Louis will get a single best 11 nod otherwise. So I think he will definitely get in when people submit their ballots because they won't pick anyone else. Harrison, did you also pick Roman Berkey? Uh, I didn't, but only just because I knew his position on this. Oh, uh, no. I, and, oh, wow. he, you know, look. Jamin Moore has gotten to you. <laughs> you did not. What did you say? I did. I did. I did. I put Daniel. I absolutely did. Uh, like, look, he has uh, the fourth highest uh, G minus XG. Uh, who, who are you talking about now? I don't think. I don't think Daniel, the San Jose oh, goalkeeper. San Jose Earth, yeah, Earthquakes gotcha. goalkeeper. Uh, so, like, look at the company that he's in, that he's in, not Berkey. He's in uh, when you go uh, by 90. Um, per 90 and you have you know Petrovic you have Turner you have Milia uh, that's I mean these are really solid and yeah okay he's only played 2,000 minutes Petrovic last year only played 2,000 minutes and you know people were talking about maybe he should be considered it's the same boat like I'm I I think that next year we'll all be looking at Daniel and saying this is the the new uh this is the new analytics goalkeeper stud uh that we're gonna love and so yeah it's Berkey I will totally concede that it's Berkey but at the same time I think Daniel totally deserves to have his his time uh being mentioned here because he's had an incredible season even if it's been two-thirds of a season yeah that that's kind of where i like i i made a second 11 because tom boggart had a cool tweet about how we should do like kind of like all nba style voting it should be best 11 and second best 11 because we have enough teams and players now um and i have daniel as my second best 11 goalkeeper I, to me he's the best goalkeeper but the award is not the best goalkeeper it's who had the best season and because berkey won so much more and played every single game except for one to me i just i just can't get over that here's here's my question to you uh are st louis still a playoff team with berkey i Without i berkey? like probably but i don't think Yes, they, yeah, that, the yeah, correct but, answer is yes. Well, you never know, but I think to me, to me again, that's like not 
really what yeah but like throw chris throw chris brady in there for three thousand minutes i mean are they are are they really going to fall that far i i don't think so if but is san jose still a playoff team if they don't have daniel probably not no but again like i don't so like i look at it in that perspective you have totally valid you're you're valid i I totally agree with you but if can we are we not allowed to pick lucho acosta for mvp because cincinnati won the shield but if you take him away they'd still come six like does that not yeah i've never never liked that line of of reasoning on any of these discussions of like oh without blank they'd be blank that's that's a poor man's reasoning harrison poor man's reasoning i Um, i think i think in some cases yes but i think when we're talking about you know what they bring positionally to their team and the value that they bring when you're talking about who is the best person at, at their position that you, you do have to do a little bit of subtraction math and say, okay, okay, take this away. Take that the defense that they normally have, you know, around them. How good really are they? If you slide in this player or you slide in this player, that's, that's noticeably below average. You have to delay, take a look at some type of subtraction math. Ian, Ian yeah, pick, your, pick your goalkeeper. And then I want to talk about one very nerdy thing quickly. And then we can talk about other positions because I think they'll be more interesting. Stefan Fry has the most clean sheets, therefore he is the best goalkeeper. Next. Um, so the reason I said Jamin Moore got to 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 Harrison is because Jamin and I had a, a big discussion about this in ASA Slack about goalkeeper. That started from me replying to a tweet. Um, and one of the things that came up was if you made an X points one or like a points one minus X points for goalkeepers, which is something we have for attackers, right? We know... If you score the one nil goal in a nil nil game, your goal is worth two points. We know this. Uh-huh. Um, we also know based on the time and score how much win probability you can add and stuff like that. But we know that if you you score this goal, this is how many X points you add. You can't really do that for goalkeepers because it's kind of an ongoing thing. Like if you make a save at nil nil in the first minute that and the game be, ends nil yeah. nil, was that save worth one point? Or was the save you made in the 90th minute worth one point? How do you do mm, that? Mm-hmm. Um, and this is something we like. Or potentially, think, yeah, the, the or three negative. points or whatever. Yeah. yeah. We didn't find a good, like, we didn't come up with a good answer to this. So if somebody is listening and is like, hmm, I think there's a good way to do this, if, please tweet at me or find a way to send a smoke signal in Sky Messenger Pigeon, whatever you want. Uh, because I think this is actually a very interesting thing in terms of goalkeeper research that people probably don't talk about that much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, obviously for real, I'm going to throw my weight behind uh, Roman Berkey as well. Uh, who I think none of us really expected to be as good as he was based on his previous no. analytics. So, no, definitely not. Yeah. So good job, Roman, Roman Berkey. Uh, now Roman Berkey for MVP. Some people are out there saying, <laughs> let's stop that right away. All right. Fullbacks boys, left back. Harrison, you're up. Uh, look, it, it, I don't know. Just, we can have this conversation. Uh, it's it. it's Barriel. It. It's Barriel. It's Barriel. Yeah. Like, is it really? Is it really Barriel? Because he's more of a left wing, and I know that that's a conversation that we can have. If you want to say, okay, he's a left winger, really, that's the position that he holds. I will point out that Davies has him as a really good defender, but uh, Kai Wagner it would probably be my number two for left backs. I, I have the exact same order. I think um, Wagner has a better XG and G plus boost and G minus stuff and everything like that. 
Um, mm-hmm. But Bariel has like four times as much XG plus XA, which is just something I can't get past. Yeah. Um, and justice for wingbacks. Wingbacks are defenders too. So. Uh, it, it, Wagner is uh, comes in third all time in G plus for fullbacks, uh, right behind Anton Tinnerholm. Uh, so uh, yeah, he's quiet. having a yeah. To, I mean, of course, but yeah. yeah. So just kind of keep that in mind also when because I had the same thing. I was I wanted to go with Wagner, and I just can't ignore how much uh, Bariel did to contribute to uh, expected points and and all those other uh, real crunchy numbers. The correct answer uh, was Nuhu because he pocketed Mo Salah one time. All right, <laughs> moving on to now uh, left back. I, I yeah, Bariel for me as well. Um, but uh, I see your point for Wagner. Center backs. Let's do. Let's do both of them. Give me. Give me two pairs of center backs. Um, this was actually really hard. Yes, it's um, the hardest one to pick in my opinion. Anyway. Because there's so many different styles, and a lot of it is like, how much do you do you value? Do you want like a Tronco center back who clear crosses, do you want like the smooth um, possession opener? Uh, the four center backs I got my my picks down to were um, Andres Reyes at the Red Bulls, who came fourth, mm-hmm. uh, who I didn't end up picking, but had a really nice year mm-hmm. for like a team that was awesome by XG, but got pretty unlucky with finishing luck. Tristan Blackman at Vancouver, who plays like 19 positions and is just amazing by defensive G plus and G minus. Player everybody would want on their team if they don't realize it. Which is hilarious to think that like Charlotte picked him in the expansion draft and just gave just him the kicked him right away. Yep. But the two center backs I went with were all the stuff I said about styles not mattering. And I went with Robin Jansen and Walker Zimmerman, who just are absolute defensive anchors for their teams, who are both quite good defenses. Um, and what's interesting about both of them is that if you look at their, their rank in Mike's, um, Mike and Bergio put out like a big shiny app on, on the ASA site showing G plus plus G minus plus G plus boost. If you look at them compared to their next best defenders, their next best defenders suck. So they are putting up like very good defensive numbers in bad defenses that are making the defenses play well. So those were the two I went. What do you got, Harrison? Uh, look, I love Reyes. I really do. Um, I do have questions about whether or not he's just the competent defender among a really bad defense uh, at times. Because I, as much as people love Tolkien, uh, like the he has good moments, but he also has some bad ones too. Um, I don't know. Uh, I have Reyes on my final list. Uh, I ended up going with Walker Zimmerman also uh, because Walker Zimmerman's just probably the most complete center back that's in the league uh, from a defensive standpoint. I went with Jackson Reagan uh, as my other, and I Whoa. think it's, I know, I know, I know. And, and been, honestly, been, I did. I've been hearing a lot of, I've been hearing some, some whispers about people doing this and I'm, I'm very, he's very good, but I'm, I'm very surprised. Go on. I actually went into it uh, kind of looking to disprove uh, that whole idea because essentially I thought it was blasphemy. I thought it was stupid. I thought it was crazy. And he has some of the best passing numbers for in MLS. Like, not for a center back 
in MLS going forward. Uh, G plus likes him a lot. Uh, Davis uh, has some really good defensive numbers for him as well as he's just well-rounded. There's not like a lot of things he's bad at. He's so good at everything that he does. Um, it's kind of mind, mind numbing. And so there's some better players that are, have better components of their game that, and I won't even see better. They're, they're light years ahead of him, but they're all deficient in some category. And Jackson Reagan just has so many pluses across the board that it just it like honestly, I he's probably the most well-rounded player outside of Zimmerman in this league. And so uh I like well-rounded center backs. I, I I like people that can pass, I like people that can defend. So that's kind of what I went with. Uh hat tip to Rodriguez uh for San Jose and yeah. uh Moria uh for uh, Columbus. Columbus uh I oh, Moria, Moria just yeah, has yeah. Yeah, Marrera just has some really bad defensive numbers. Uh, he's such a great passing center back, but he is just, he has some really bonehead moments that just, I don't like he just misses some coverage or he misses some, some handoffs. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what exactly is going on in some of those situations, but um, yeah, it, 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 and Cincinnati has some really good center, center backs of Miazga, uh, Mascara. Uh, Robin Jansen was on my top five. Love that shout out, uh, Doyle. That's that's mm. so. Yeah, I uh, Reagan kept popping up in all my my list, and I was like, I don't know. I haven't watched that much Seattle. Like, there's just no way. Like, Ian complains how bad they are every week, and like we talked about how he was like a nice piece who was left unprotected last year. Like, there's no way he's the best eleven center back now. There's surely something the numbers are missing. Um, and I just, nah, dis- been... I just dismissed it. I was like, all right, yeah, fair enough. Nah, he's been real, real good this year. Like one thing you like, Seattle's been very, very bad, but it's not because of their defense usually. And, um, those two have been, been pretty decent. So, uh, I'm going to split the difference with you, uh, boys. And I'm going to say Walker Zimmerman and Jackson Reagan. Let's do it. Why not? Which, which is just picking Harrison's, but yeah. Oh, right. Sorry. What do... <laughs> Let's do it now. Okay, we'll do. I'll, I'll I'll give you. I'll give Robin Janssen and Jackson Egg. There we go. Sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, my actual pick for a defender of the or center back is is Victor Cabrera uh, from the uh, nice. 2017 Montreal Impact. Nice. All right, uh, right backs, folks. Let's finish up these defenders. Uh, I, I, have a, I have a really hot take. Can I can I drop it? Oh, that's like oh, a, do it. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, go Let's go. Let's, I I, I the, want this. The best right back in the league in 2023 was Brooks Lennon. It was Brooks Lennon of Atlanta United of the Five Stripes. Ian and Harrison have both walked out of the room and left their mics unattended. No, uh, it's fine. Actually, he's on my short list. Yeah, he's I on like my Brooks short Lennon list. A lot. I've he, always thought Brooks Lennon was an underappreciated member of that team. He he had crazy XG output. He was like the second best fullback in the league by XGXA. Mm-hmm. Extremely low G minus against him, which is very... So the way G minus works is there's like zones of responsibility are calculated for different players. And so what's really interesting about him is he gets into the box all the time for a fullback, but he has a very low G minus against him, which means either Atlanta are doing an amazing job of covering for him, which is definitely part of it. Um, but it also means like he, the ball is not 
going through his zone and he's not being hurt for going very, very far forward. Um, and he's received like 250 progressive passes. Like that's all like 10 progressive or eight progressive passes a game or something like that. That's crazy. Um, I looked at like other, a couple other people like Richie LaRae just played on too bad a team the whole year. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to know about it. And I think his G minus was terrible. Um, it, it was like a kind of weak right back class to be honest. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I'm with you on Richie Larea. I basically uh, completely uh, like, yeah. Uh, almost kind of went Julian Gresler just because I like to kind of kick against the pricks and he, he, he kind of played for Vancouver for a little bit. At, he just there hasn't on the right played side. any. He didn't play any right back this year. He played in midfield for Vancouver yeah. most of the year. Did he only play for. Okay. I think he played like uh, four games at right back or something. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I still saw stuff, but uh, um, Ryan Holling said. Yeah. Like, yeah, like he's, yeah, he's 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 the most complete fullback, like defensively, and like that's. I know that no one's going to be surprised by that take, so we'll just move on. I could I could probably talk about him for about another like five six minutes easy. He, he was my second right back, the just yeah. solid like standout, pretty good guy. All right, um, yeah. Uh, my best pick, my pick for right back of the year, listening to you after listening to you, is that bar chart of Jorge Mariah from uh 2019, which was really good. Nice, was insane. Right. Insane. Uh, let's all right, we're going to midfielders. Did you guys do the same formations? Do you guys have, uh, yeah, how did, how did you do this, Harrison? I did uh, I did like a double pivot that I, I don't fought. like the look on your face right I, now, Harrison. Oh, you did 442, yeah, well, okay, 4411. Uh, I, I four two three one. Okay, how, so how, I, in my head, mine was a four two three one. So like okay, we, perfect. We, we can do this here. All right. So we can pick two midfielders each here. Yeah. Right. <laughs> let's right, uh, let's shoot off. Let's hear those pivots. All right. So uh, really simply, I got Ache Ache and uh, Ricky Pouge. Um, I mean, that's it's oh, stupid. Hector. I feel like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hector Herrera. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, mm. <laughs> yeah, no, Hector Herrera just is probably, uh, for me right now, the best player in MLS. Um, I think he deserves to win MVP. So, uh, I feel like that was a pretty easy call. Um, I will say, I really, really, really wanted to drag uh, Pablo Ruiz into this discussion and talk about how great he was for RSL. Um, you know, but he's injured, so it just feels like you guys would laugh at me. So, yeah, I mean, I would. It's fine. Yeah, I'm gonna do uh, it. go ahead. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I have strong stances on that. I uh, and and Bruce, I of course always. Like, <laughs> you, you type okay in a mean sort of way sometimes. Like yeah, yeah, sure. I feel it. Sure. Uh, uh, Gaston Brugeman, uh, Jao Paulo, <laughs> Archer, uh, and Aiden Morris were all also. Good shouts, I think. Interesting guys, but I feel like it was pretty easily. Go ahead, Kieran. I say that. Yeah. So I also had Hector Herrera as my like CMDM first choice. And I also back your shout that I think he is the MVP this year. Uh, I have like very, I have a lot of love for like do everything midfielders. Um, and like Houston were rancid last year. Like their turnaround is so when we talk about the like, well, what would San Jose be? It's like, what would Houston be without him? That is actually quite a compelling argument in this case. 
Um, and his stats are just like bonkers. Fourth best midfielder by defensive G plus and G minus, second best midfielder by G plus, more than 10 X G plus XA for midfield, which is pretty crazy. Um talk Brood- about some tidy looking bar charts. Yeah. Brugman <laughs> would be my pick, but he just didn't play enough. Um only 2,200 minutes. He's missed the last third of the season through injury. He's nuts. Uh, Ricky Ricky Pooge just missed out for me because he is the second worst midfielder in the entire league by interrupting in G minus and defending matters. So I refuse to justify that. Uh, so I went with Joe Paulo. He's like only the eighth or ninth best midfielder by kind of the traditional metrics. Uh, he's 10th by G plus, 15th by interrupting plus G minus. Put those two things together. He's He's pretty good. But he's one of those ones that, like, when I do watch Seattle, it feels like they're only good when he plays. Um, so he's definitely getting a bit of a reputation boost on this one. Yeah, um, it's hard to hard to argue with those choices, all all of them, uh, you know. But I, I will say Herrera is the obvious uh, choice, and then you guys missed Josh Atencio. So sorry, um, Harrison. Who who like who did you cut? Like Brugman was close, but who else did you look at? Because like. Like I know you said so, tour. You know who got really close for me is Cesar Araujo at Orlando. I was looking. Yes, one hundred percent, one hundred number five, right behind Jao Paulo. He, number he, five for me. He was so. It to me, it was. It's. It was like, do I pick the two LA guys over him because I think they're both better than him? But I think he has maybe had a better year because the team is better. And I was just like everything like more progressive passing than i expected more ball winning than i expected less balls through his zone than i expected and i was was very very impressed and he has a lot of raw stats he has a ton of under uh underlying numbers like the dude just did work and like so i went to jose martinez because like everybody like on all the social media platforms just like wave his flag all the time and like he he probably has some really great moments i haven't watched a ton of philadelphia this year uh, he doesn't show up in the underlying numbers at all. And I felt really silly because I thought Arahu just honestly uh, should be probably third on this list, but I just didn't have the balls to put him above uh, Paolo, uh, mostly because I watch Paolo so often. And so, like you kind of said, it's 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 the reputation boost, I, honestly. I, so. I, do think, I do think there's, like, room for growth on the passing side. It's like if you look... What's very weird, actually, is if you look at, like, his progressive passes, he's quite high. But if you look at his G-plus passing, he's, like, kind of mid. So there's probably a lot of passes going to wide areas that aren't, like, that are progressive but aren't super valuable from, like, a adjusting goal probabilities type thing. Um, I don't know. Very interesting, though. It, this was actually, like, a very hard – I spent a lot of time thinking about these players. The hardest yeah. position on the pitch, a lot of people will tell you. Um, let's talk wingers, folks. Left winger. Uh, I went, I went side agnostic on my wingers. I just picked four. Yeah, um, same. Winger one. Sure. Um, this was really hard, and I'm and I'm gonna cut two players that deserve recognition in some way, shape, or form in Christian Espinoza and Ryan Gold. Mm-hmm. Um, like Espinoza, since he has been in the league, is second in XA for five years. He's fifth in total XG plus XA in that time, and the guys ahead of him are like Vela. He and... likes to cross the ball, that Christian Espinoza. Yeah. Um, Gold has had a great year, um, 
and is just like very, very solid all around. The two wingers I went with are Buanga, who is fairly self-explanatory. I received uh, uh, that beautiful email from LAFC and I just couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't help it. I, my right. notes literally for Buanga just say best attacker in the league. Yeah. Uh, which I think is, is apt. And then my second winger, and I cheated a little bit on this one. I put a call out to the public and I said, can I do this? Apparently the ballot for best 11, you pick the formation and it is very flexible about where you are allowed to put players. Mm. So I put Cucho as a winger. Oh, He has played technically like one third of his minutes as a winger or a 10 in Columbus's 3-4-3. He's the non-penalty expected goals leader. He played enough wide that I would allow it for myself. Uh, and I think he has been unbelievable for them. So that is my second winger is Kucho. That is a move. Yeah. Go ahead. Gotta, go ahead and censor it. Write it. Write that down. Write that down. But every listener wanted me to say that from their heart. <laughs> All right. I so asked, you go ahead. You go. No. People said the formation. Thank you. Thank you. Anyways, he played some way. You were gonna pick Gressel as right back. I don't hear it. <laughs> no, I, I didn't say it. I said I knew better and so I did better <laughs> alright 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 all right. Harrison please correct this, this I'm not going to bleep it so, three times <laughs> <laughs> yeah Dennis Bawanga okay alright all right, take that yeah. down uh, <clears throat> so you guys are going to probably laugh at me I'm sure that there's a lot of holes that I'm missing but Minnesota has this kid up there and I feel like he needs to at least some recognition. So Wait. I went with him. Say it. Yeah. Say a the long, name. A long way. A long way. Tris, say both names. No. Negative. Bonga no. Kule Flongwane was Longwane. my fifth yeah. was my fifth winger. And the only reason I didn't pick him is because he is so far behind his ex sheet. He with is. His goals. He is. He is not just the, the. He is the farthest in MLS, and I knew that was going to come up. I know. I know. I know. He he did terrible when it comes to actually converting the chances that he had. Like like Matt Doyle is going to reach out to me personally and like be like, "Son, let he's me like, talk to you about about." No, he doesn't. But you know, his his arguments about conversion. Uh, rang in my head and live rent free um they really do uh like our conversations that we've had over the years about strikers that convert um definitely impacted this but you know what Halong uh, is is been so dominant from a g plus perspective that over the past not just last year but even not even this year but last year as well he's just consistently been very good and there's a Darth of good wingers in this league right now. There are. So Espinosa was my third was my third uh kind of honorable mentions to Daniel Shalloway, Torres, uh Orlando's like Oja, uh Oja has yeah, Ojeda. Ojeda? Yeah. Uh both were really good this year, um for standards in the MLS. Jordan Morris, uh, I guess he's a considered a winger right now i like okay um those are fine espinoza's if really probably the most productive out of all those and so he'd probably fit to be right behind the long way so yeah 
I would have had Espinoza and Buanga myself. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, you know, you guys can do what you want. Karen can cheat. You can pick the kid that can't score. Uh, <laughs> it's all fair enough. No, he's a fascinating player, Harris. He really is. I've, I've been looking up a lot of stuff for something I'm working on, and uh, him and Haber are going toe-to-toe with uh, uh, profligacy. You know, Haber is holy. Oh, my God. Is that guy behind? Yeah, just just not not happening there. Um, it's a really right. interesting conversation to have there. Yeah, so let's talk about let's move on here and say what about this should be a one hundred percent slam dunk. There are no controversy here whatsoever. I'm gonna count to three, and you both say Luciano Acosta. Okay, one, two, three. Yeah, Almada. Yeah, I also picked Almada. Son of a gun. The, the how does this happen? You know, it's really, and this is where it's like, this is like when Jokic would win the MVP and Joel Embiid would be second team All NBA, even though he's the second best player in the league. This is the exact same thing. Uh, I just think Almada has been like a little bit more productive, and he's Has. got better g he's got better g plus i think they have the exact same number of so, goals and assists so g plus though come on no one believes in that they have yeah they, but they have the same goals and assists atlanta are worse than cincinnati Oca- acosta has what eight penalties though uh i think when you take penalties out there yeah, i think almada is maybe a little bit better i can't remember yeah I think from open and that's what did it for me was like Almada just from open play has been so much more has been so, just dominant on a team that just doesn't have all the pieces right now for him to be dominant right um, so that's kind of where I mean I, I know you guys don't like the subtraction math conversation but just I thought he was just been so much better for having a, a worse community behind him so to me to me it's it's less. Uh... It's interesting you say he has a worse community behind him because I think the big thing with Almada to me is that like he has played in some deeply non-functional midfields. Like so non-functional to the point that a starting midfielder was punted off of their roster for registration rules in the middle of the season. Like their their ability to move the ball forward has been a mess week to week. So like I did not look this up because I'm busy with other things. But on a per-touch basis, I bet you Almada is probably more productive. The other thing with Lucho is, like, Lucho plays as, like, a striker with Vasquez a lot. Or he did he did before Bupenza came in. So, like, I don't know. I didn't really look at defending stats for these guys because I don't really care. That's not their job. Yeah. Um, but, yes, I picked Almada by, by a hair, to be clear. It was not, not a, a big gap. No, uh, Costa's right there. And yeah, he's been fantastic. Uh, I know people will make the argument of, you know, you don't control whether or not PKs are there. You just have to knock them down and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, he's it, still, I, he's, I, he has, you take his penalties away, he has the same amount of goals as, as Armada. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you will, you can talk about the points added. Uh, that's a that's a conversation I think is probably pretty fair. Uh, Acosta's had his goals when he's actually scored have been very impactful uh, towards Cincinnati. So I, I think that's a conversation I'm sure you could I, probably have. And what if I pointed this out? What if I pointed this okay? Out? There's been one good team in Major League Soccer this year, and this is their best player. 
It's fair. Yeah. Like, Again, I don't, I, yeah, I don't think either of us are arguing against Acosta. I think they're more, more arguing about Almeida at this point in time. Is, is, is that fair? I also think Almeida has like kind of a cool factor because his goals are so nuts. Like that free, like when I think of the two, Acosta's iconic goal is like that, the one from like two weeks ago. And Almada has like six free kicks that are etched into my brain, which is not a very analytical take, but it is nonetheless at the front of my brain. Narrative. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm surprised. I, I thought both of you would say Luciano Acosta. I thought this was the one unquestionable pick. And yet both of you went a different direction. I think, I the, I think the next position is the unquestionable to, to, pick. To look a fool. <laughs> All right, let's talk strikers. How many you got, Kieran? I I picked two. It it was not super close between these two and everybody else. Once I cheated and put Cucho as a winger, which was cheating to be clear. Um, uh, if I didn't cheat, Cucho would be my third striker. My fourth striker would probably be Yakamakis, who just didn't play enough. Um, that guy's an animal. He scored against. I, have, you seen, have you seen that guy's conversion rate? I've all of his stats it's are outrageous. preposterous. It's like he scored like a Super third of his high. shots. Yeah, he scored like a third of his shots. But it's not. But it's not even. It's he's not ahead of his xG at all. No, like his totally xG is just as good. He just only takes yeah. good shots and he only scores. Like he's so good. He scored a header against Ireland in uh, Euro qualifiers this week, and I was like, can you just not? He is a preposterous man. I mean, eighteen hundred minutes. That's not enough. Fifteen no. goals. That's not enough. No. He was close. Uh, and and the reason uh, the two people that I picked ahead of him and Cucho are because both of these people do way more than just score. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second striker was Benteke because he is the entirety of DCU's ball progression. He just mm-hmm. wins every long ball. He's got the second most goals for strikers. I think he's got 14. They missed the playoffs. They let Wayne Rooney go. They also have like the weird fun fact that they're in the playoffs by the table, but they're eliminated from the playoffs <laughs> uh, because the two teams behind them by one point play each other. Um, but my number one pick was Brian White. Top five in the league by XG plus XA per 96. Mm. Excellent mm. defensive striker. Uh, top scoring striker. League leader in G plus. Uh, all around nice guy. Brian White is my pick. That the Red Bulls, who would love a striker, traded away for nothing. Patrick Klamala over me. Yeah, over Brian me. White. All right, Harrison, you've got two strikers, and neither one of them is Giamakis, is there? Giacomakis. No, and Gary, and this is why you're wrong. Um, no, I have both. I have both Benteke <laughs> and I have Brian White. Both. Uh, so I am interested because uh, you laid that out all fabulously um, Wait, hold on hold on how do you have two strikers if almada's on the field oh i think i picked oh i'm sorry i have brian white and then benteke okay. so and then i have cucho uh right after uh benteke um and then uh uh Giamacus, i i didn't even put in there i he's on my honorable mentions i have like a, a side of different honorable mentions of guys that were under two thousand minutes uh newcomer of the year so what about Hanny? Like because he is mm. a fantastic goal scorer. He's a been playing up top for Nashville for going on what two and a half years. Uh, so 
but he's worked so much better in the midfield. He'd work so much better in the midfield uh, as that number ten. What, he, what? How do you how do you come down on this? And and do you do you kind of how do you how do you wingle that out in your brain? Uh, I wingle it. I wingle it. Uh, I I have Henny just beneath that group. Um, I think he's benefited from playing with Surridge, uh, but Surridge isn't. Which, which group? Which group? Just just behind uh, White, Menteke, oh, okay, Kucho, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And this is, again, to be very clear, this is about the quality of the season they've had, not about their quality as players. And I think he's benefited from playing with Surridge, but Surridge hasn't played that much. Um, and this is one of those things where, like, if you score 14 goals or whatever, I think he's got 13 and five or 13 goals, five assists, something like that. If you do that and your team wins the league, you're probably going to get a look, but you're just not when you come sixth and everybody complains that your team does nothing going forward every weekend. Um, So that I think is like the real anchor for him compared to last year. And what's interesting is um, like Sean Steffen flagged this up last year. He's like, I can't wait to see what happens to Nashville when Hanny stops scoring long shots. And that has been the second half of Nashville season is like, he's, not like dragged individual goals into games and they have found it very difficult to play i posted a little thing in the slack for you guys to look at real quick oh no the handy left heart this is going to be terrible oh oh wow that's a lot of 99s yeah that's a lot of so for reference for the listeners it is an fb ref scouting report chart in which, in all the categories except for non-penalty goals, uh, he is above 90th percentile. Yeah, uh, pretty good. He's like I said, like he's a he's an upper echelon. Like I know he is. I just he's not converting a lot of that into goals, and I kind of feel like part of that's him, part of that's the team, and maybe it's just two years of him completely putting the entire attack on his back, right? Well, and I think more than anything, it just speaks to the quality of players we're getting in Major League Soccer now, where dudes like Giacomakis and Andy Mukhtar are like amongst the five, you know, top three or four strikers in the league. Um, just really kind of shows just, just just how how good that crop has been. Like this is definitely an area where where teams are shopping and they'd be shopping pretty good now. Yeah, I mean, like even if you look like I think those are both our teams fully done. Like my final short list of players that I legitimately considered for two best 11s, not even one best 11, so two best 11s, which means you were being considered for the best 11, was like 50 plus players. Yeah. Like every position except for right back was at least, and goalkeeper was at least four people long. Yeah. Uh, so like that's pretty, and and this is coming from the lens of like, our two teams were quite similar from uh because we're looking at G plus, we're looking at a lot of the same metrics. Can you imagine across the voter pool, like the striker votes for for best eleven? Like probably eight guys are gonna get votes. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Um yeah. So uh overall, guys, I think you've got fantastic teams. Um, I think the team that would probably win in a game of soccer would be my meme team that I picked alongside you all. Um, Victor Cabrera, Victor Vicky Cabs, baby, best stats ever, worst defender ever. Um, yeah, so that's <laughs> it. Uh, so let's just uh, for for just uh, quick fun here. Um, 
just or we'll, we'll do it more like word association. Okay. I don't want any, I don't want any like explanation. I'm just going to say a thing and you're going to say the player that first comes to mind. Okay. Oh no. Rookie of the year. Harrison. I was going to say Jackson Reagan, but I don't think that counts. It's, that uh, does not count. He's that not, does not count. Not eligible. Duncan, Duncan McGuire. Duncan McGuire is correct. Kieran. It, it has to be Duncan McGuire. It's going to be Duncan McGuire. Correct. MLS MVP. Kieran. Hector Herrera. Harrison. It, it should be Hector Herrera. It's not going to be. It's most likely going to be uh, Acosta. Yeah. All right. I say just, just a new name. Um, MLS Coach of the Year. Harrison. Uh, Cincinnati dude, Brad. Uh, Pat, Pat Noonan. Yeah, yeah Pat Noonan. No, uh, Brad Noonan. Pat Noonan. Uh, Wilfred Nancy again. Wilfred Nancy again. Wow. And MLS Defender of the Year. Karen. Walker Zimmerman. Harrison. Jackson Regan for reels that time. All right. MLS Newcomer of the Year. Harrison. Do you, do you, do you want Jack me to Demarcus. say it? Yeah, Jack do, do you, do you, uh, I don't Correct. want to. Fine. Okay. Fine. Okay. It's fine. Lionel Andres Messi. <laughs> Uh, it's. Uh, <laughs> I bet. Do you think he's gonna? I bet he wins it. I bet. So I, he, I thought. I thought about. I thought about saying it just to be a tool, and I was like, no, nah, I'll just I go bet. with Jimmy. Uh, no. So it's fine. He, it's fine. He, he only played like three MLS games. Yeah, but no. you. What about what about Berkey? What about but, Berkey? Like, you guys are all. Be... What about Berkey? It Berkey. Been Berkey. It could have been Berkey, but it's Giacomakis. I'm sorry. Actually, it probably Giacomakis. It's it's not Jack Marcus. Like I don't get me wrong, I'm still think he's an amazing player. It's Berkey. I, like honestly, you don't get to play two thirds of a season and win an uh, uh, annual award. I, you, I agree with you. Doyle on this. Daniel. Yeah, yeah, but I did it just to bring on a conversation. <laughs> it was it was to simulate a conversation. I was okay. I was tra- I was transparent about my my deception. I think I think you guys need to remember that a lot of the people that vote for this award not not smart voters like <laughs> like if you think Messi's it, not going to be up there in that newcomer of the year vote like you are crazy Joe Klaus <clears throat> yeah, I like Joe Klaus. Like Klaus you know what that's actually a good shout I if, yeah. if we're not going with the if we're not going with Berkey and we're going with a position player I could actually get down with uh Klaus he's uh he's a very like I I was doing some stuff and like he is he is real high up on like the all-time MLS list of like overperforming a G like that dude is just on a on a wonderful rainbow. You mean clinical right finishing? <laughs> I mean clinical finishing. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, yeah, that dude is on. That dude is on a, a a lightning thunderbolt rainbow unicorn cloud of of fortune for him right now. So uh, we should we should give him his flowers while they're here. Uh, I think that's it, guys. I think that uh, that is our um, our MLS awards special spectacular. I want to uh, thank. Uh, yeah, Harrison's excited. I want to thank Kieran and Harrison both for their uh, hard work on that. I did no work on that whatsoever. And uh, so thank you guys for doing it instead. Uh, you can find them on Twitter at Harrison is, uh, at, sorry, Harrison is on Twitter at Harrison underscore Crow. We have to start doing like blue skies soon, aren't we? Like Twitter. My my blue sky is the same as my Twitter. So Okay, so at Kier Doyle, that's K-I-E-R-D-O-Y-L-E. 
Um, I replaced the the Twitter button on my phone home screen with the the blue sky to try to make myself use blue sky more. I did take Twitter off my home screen. Yeah, yeah. I still like people are always just like sending me tweets though, so I'm just always on there anyway. <laughs> uh, anyway, you can follow me on Sorry. that. You can follow me on that website uh, at a handle for Ian, and I think it's the same on my blue sky as well. And Mastodon, if people are still doing that, I don't think we are though. Um, you can follow American Soccer Analysis on Twitter at Analysis Evolved, and um, I don't think I don't know if they're on Blue Sky or not. It's partially one of my responsibilities, so I should probably find that out. And uh, you know, this is the website www.americansocceranalysis.com. We got our tables there, and if you want to support this show, uh, you can do so in a very very simple way. That's to go to uh, Patreon.com/slash/AmericanSoccerAnalysis, and there you can. Um, just there's uh, one tier. It's five dollars a month. Get access to uh, the patron-only Discord where you can talk about quantum physics, probably if you want to, uh, or many other nerdy, fun things in there as well. But uh, you know, either way, that would be a great way to support the show. We do appreciate it. Even if you just want to listen, we appreciate that as well. We'll see you next time. Until then, enjoy the soccer.